This is Annie Stevens-Gleason, Minister for Worship and Incorporation at the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'd like to welcome you to our worship podcast. Good evening. This is Reverend Gary Lubin serving as deacon with the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome to our daily devotion in the early evening for individuals and families from page 139 of the Book of Common Prayer. The reading today is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, verses 17 through 24. Now let's begin our worship together. O gracious light, pure brightness of the ever-living Father in heaven, O Jesus Christ, holy and blessed, now as we come to the setting of the sun and our eyes behold the vesper light, we sing your praises, O God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are worthy at all times to be praised by happy voices, O Son of God, O giver of life, and to be glorified through all the worlds. A reading from the Gospel according to Luke. The seventy-two returned with joy, saying, Lord, in your name even the demons submit to us. He said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. Indeed, I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this, that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. At that very hour, Jesus rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows who the Son is except the Father, or who the Father is except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Then, turning to the disciples, Jesus said to them privately, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see, for I tell you that many prophets and kings desired to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. The Gospel of our Lord. Good evening. The very first thing we are told by Luke in today's reading is this. The 72 returned with joy. Whoa, wait a minute. That's kind of abrupt beginning, isn't it? What's going on here? Returned? With joy? Returned from what exactly? And from where? A successful business trip? Well, maybe kind of like that if you think of Jesus' ministry as a business of sorts. That would be the business of saving souls. The love your neighbor business. Maybe they are returning from a vacation but it turns out that this is hardly the case. 
perhaps a life adventure or exploration, the servanthood of saving souls and sacrificial love could be thought of in these ways. And what about the timing? Are we in the middle of something? A life-changing event? And exactly who are the 72? We want to know, don't we? So let's get some chronological and geographical context, for goodness sake. Leading up to the events described in today's lesson from chapter 10 concerning the 72, in last Wednesday evening's reading from chapter 9, we are told that Jesus, in a similar fashion, sent out the 12 disciples. He sent them out realizing that they were as ready as they were ever going to be, having been prepared as much as they could be. Jesus calls them together to commission them, giving the twelve of them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases, as we are told. The significant thing is that Jesus sends the twelve out on their own, on their own without Jesus present in body anyhow, Jesus is not there. Jesus sends them out on a mission of love with field instructions of how to go about humbly and practically proclaiming the kingdom or reign of God and healing the sick. Well, and they do. As Luke tells us, they departed and went through the villages, bringing the good news and curing diseases everywhere. And on their return, the apostles told Jesus all they had done. Shortly after they return, Jesus resumes his in-person ministry by preaching and teaching a crowd of more than 5,000 people, healing them and then feeding them, mind you, with just two loaves of bread and two fish. Then after that yeoman's day of work, seeking some downtime, Jesus was alone and in prayer, along with the disciples, of course, when he softly asks them, Who do you say that I am? Peter answered, and they all nod in concurrence, Yup the Messiah of God. That's who you are. Then about eight days after that, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, and they went up on that mountain to pray when the transfiguration happened, apparently at nighttime, because that really accentuated a Jesus in dazzling white clothing and a voice from an iridescent, awesome, low-hanging cloud could be heard saying to the three of them, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him, for God's sake. I added that last part for special effect. <laughs> God implores them to listen also for the sake of humanity. Because love, you know, is the only way forward for us who are alive in the now and the only way forward and upward when we won't be alive any longer. I am not sure how attentive they were, 
because the very next day, all the disciples could do was argue about it. <laughs> all they could do was argue about who among them was the greatest. <laughs> it does not take a whole lot of listening skills to hear the kind of arguing today. Just follow politics. Downright toxic, don't you think? And relentless? It distracts us from what is really important and what really matters. Love one another. Well, getting back to the story at this point, I think there was a sense of quiet, determined urgency in Jesus' ministry. Something had to give. Something big had to happen. And something big did happen. Jesus' ministry was getting near to becoming a critical mass, so to speak. Timing is everything. Passover is right around the corner at this point, as Luke puts it. When the days drew near for him to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem. And we all know the rest of that story. So now that brings us up to speed. On his way to Jerusalem, Jesus now appoints the 72 others and sends them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go next. Now, 72 is six times as many as 12, so things are happening. Jesus is just so, so pleased with the results, and I think, if I may project a little, he is relieved that his message is getting traction. He rejoices to hear the 72 report to him, Lord, in your name, even a demon submit to us. Jesus is thankful for these 72 that they were able to heal and teach the people in his absence. Well, like I said before, in his bodily absence. Now, the only radical life-changing event left that will give all of his followers absolute closure and entice them invite them, nudge them, even shove them into the Love Your Neighbor movement of the early church is nothing more conclusive and nothing more convincing than to personally experience Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection. Now, I am personally sad and I suppose selfish to not be able to meet Jesus in person, in bodily person, that is. But how would that work out anyway? How could Jesus be bodily present as an authentic human being to all of us through all of time? Nevertheless, Jesus sends us out still. Jesus sends us out today, but not alone at all. While it is true we lack the bodily presence of Jesus, Jesus promised another advocate, the Spirit of Truth, her, the Holy Spirit, to be with us and in us, teaching us all things and reminding us of everything Jesus said to us. Just listen to her. Listen. And actually, there is a way to encounter Jesus again for the first time. 
even in bodily form, especially in bodily form. Love your neighbor. Your neighbor is anyone who needs you. Amen. It is not ourselves that we proclaim. We proclaim Christ Jesus as Lord and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For the same God who said, out of darkness, let light shine, has caused his light to shine within us, to give the light of revelation, the revelation of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Let us now say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, in Christ you have revealed your glory among the nations. Preserve the works of your mercy, that your church throughout the world may persevere with steadfast faith in the confession of your name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Let us now take some time, pausing our worship together if you need to do that, to offer up our prayers of intercession, thanksgiving, and praise for the world, for the church, for our national life, for the social and natural orders, for family and personal life, and in particular for those who are suffering and those who have died. O oh God, you made us in your own image and redeemed us through Jesus, your Son. Look with compassion on the whole human family. Take away the arrogance and hatred which infect our hearts. Break down the walls that separate us unite us in bonds of love, and work through our struggle and confusion to accomplish your purposes on earth, that in your good time, all nations and all the peoples of the one human race may serve you in harmony around your heavenly throne. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Grant, O God, that your holy and life-giving spirit may so move every human heart, and especially the hearts of the people of this land, that barriers which divide us may crumble, suspicions disappear, and hatred cease, that our divisions being healed, we may live in justice and peace through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord Jesus, stay with us, for evening is at hand and a day is past. Be our companion in the way, kindle our hearts and awaken hope, that we may know you as you are revealed in Scripture and the breaking of bread. Grant this for the sake of your love. Amen. Now go in peace, hope, and joy to love and serve our God in the name of our teacher and Savior, Jesus.